Ooh. Solitary confinement, two weeks in the hole. Oh, snap. Sean Payton. That's where you're pointing. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Crazy times. We're having Modelo's. You want a line? No, bro. No. I don't want anything floating in beer except my liver. Norman? Norman? Kick rocks, Diane. You're out. <laughs> catching us about catching up on some cheers? That's all. Oh, dude, I got a new show. Carbon Footprint. That's not what it's called. Altered Carbon. Uh-huh. Holy futuristic fuck shit. That's some gnarly all show. All relative? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of relative, <coughs> the Magic Car Path ride, everybody. That's why you're here. So- Zach Malosh, Ryan Westfall. Live from the end of the world. Yep. <laughs> I got to appreciate a man who could peer over the edge without flinching. And that's us. Yeah. Going about life as usual. Face, as a, uh, face of adversity. We smile. Yeah. Uh, do you kind of feel, in a sense, since we are of, like, I guess, what I'd like to say uh, of the gonzo golf journalist journalism? Yeah. Do you kind of feel like Woody Harrelson in um, 2012? Yeah, a little bit. I, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I think I'm breaking laws by being here. You're you're fine. Um, I'm the one who's putting myself at risk here, um, making bad decisions, as some close to me would suggest. I, I justify it by needing some sanity. You know, getting out of the house, doing something to make myself feel worthwhile, and also. You know, I mean, we're not, this isn't, we're not six people deep in a small enclosed quarters, just me and you. Right. Uh, I know. It's dangerous to be out on the road. I don't advise you to do what I'm doing, people. The general public needs to know that I do not condone my own behavior of going out and still living my life as normal as I can. But I will back that up by saying I'm being extremely precautious. I'm not being an idiot about being out of my house. That's what I'll say in regards to lockdown. That's all I could say. Yeah. And I think we still have it pretty light here. As far as the whole lockdown thing goes for now, that could change any day now, any hour. But you got to do what you got to do. And I I would say at this point, I mean, like you said, we're not in a room with 20 of us. We are going to the studio later. I know some people would frown on that. But look, if we can't do this next week, then we should go today. Because this is, I think, realistically the last time we'll probably be able to um, do that. And me and Ryan have already been making steps for the, um, well, I guess the proper steps to make sure that the Magic Car Path ride and their listeners will still be able to hear the show just in case we're not even allowed to see each other anymore. Um, If you tuned into our last episode, we successfully navigated the phone in call. So worst case scenario, Zach and I still maybe be able to do the show if we're in like legal mandatory, can't even open the blinds lockdown to look outside, uh, then, we, then we, I may have to drop a phone call in just to keep the people yeah, uh, happy. Nonetheless, and keep myself happy. Fuck, man. Yeah, there, there's just there's this crazy, like, board, like just this weird little threshold where it's like you got to get out, you got to do things, which people are doing, yeah. and, and not going to the gym and stuff like that. That's great. People are taking that serious. 
but dude, you got to do something, right? Like you got to, we're thriving to achieve some sort of normalcy in our lives. Um, and, and, you know, I don't, nobody's blatantly doing dumb things like Rudy Gobert touching people's faces and joking around. I mean, jokes are, jokes are important. I've been making jokes. I said I was going to kick off my, uh, I was going to organize a Bikram twister at an auditorium today where everybody uses the same towel to reduce the carbon footprint. You know, obviously like that would, you know, there's situations where you're going to be in a dangerous place. And probably one of those is the, the place we need to be right now. Which is every so often we got to go to Target or Whole Foods or Safeway or Lenardi. That's what's super dumb, right? Uh, I mean, I I feel I've have felt dumber going to the store the past couple of days than I than anything. Like that is not helping anything. You are literally shoulder to shoulder with people the past couple of days uh, when you do that. I mean, and they're gonna shut down a golf course. Come on, yeah. man. You're always at least ten foot away, ten feet away from somebody. Especially the way we spray them. Yeah, I'm always fifty yards away from you, oh, brother. That's what I'm saying, dude. I'm I'm 150 <laughs> yards, especially when I go out and play by myself, like I did the other day. Um, I'm a hundred, like at least 300 yards away from any other human at any point of the day. Uh-huh. Um, you know, again, justification for reasons of being able to do something we want to do, but you can't argue with it. I mean, you know, you, you can't say that being at a target. Is a, is a better decision than being at a golf course. I understand right. one of those is to pick up things that you need to survive, and one of those things is to do something that you need to do to survive <laughs> for me. But I, fuck, man. Yeah, I, well, and the same could be said with us going and, and going to the studio tonight. And if not if not for anything, just at least being able to, to at least go over the album, get some last notes in. Yeah. Hey, what do you guys want? Hey, do we need this real quick? Because, again, we could not be able to see each other for a couple of weeks. Uh, we probably um, won't pick up our guitars. We'll probably sit we'll eight feet home. away from each other, and we'll sit yeah. on stools, and we'll talk. Um, and that will, you know, could we have done this in a group conversation on the phone? Sure. It's but different, though. Come on, man. That's where you need to draw the line, and, and again, you need to have a little bit of real life going on in these times. And, again, it, I want to play my drums if I can't play them for two weeks. Yeah, I'm going to play piano. Weeks, I just want to sit there and pretend life's normal for just at least 45 minutes, you know? Well, it sucks, too, is I wanted to buy one of those little pad sets so I could sit in here and, you know pad around because it's basically a, a drum set but it's just drum pads yeah they don't do anything and now they're closed so i can't go get one. Oh, you mean like an electronic drum set that's not uh, electronic that's just the pad structure just imagine just a pad structure how much are those a, i get like a dw1 for 100 bucks what and i want to get that and it's just stationary it's just like it's just would emulate where everything would be and you know what's stand. happening when your foot yeah. hits or when you're... Well, dude, and, and it has a little kick block, so you can kick pedal oh, on it. That's... And then, dude, just get headphones and play mu- play with music, or a click if you had to, but play with music, and you won't even know the difference. You just, you're working on your shots. Man, I just found yeah. out that those existed eight seconds ago, and I want one immediately. Yeah. Takes up a lot of space, so no, probably... I could probably fit one... Does it... Right here. Does it break down? Yeah, it breaks down, and it's, if I had to, like, let's say I had to move it, if I had it right here, it'd be... Gotcha, gotcha. It's not very big. You can't see the visual, but the drum, the drum sounds. Thrones. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm saying the the listeners can't see what he, but it's small, and that, is, yeah. dude, that sounds amazing. I want. I mean, the that. drum throne and the kick pedal will probably take up the most space of it. And the most honest. people, and there's no hi hat stand. Most people are hearing is. Yeah, yeah. That's about as loud as it's gonna be. If the, yeah, if, if that, that yeah. Drums for the neighbors. I grew up uh, down the street from a dude who played drums. Probably mm. had something to do with me wanting to be in a in a band later, but uh, it was a surfer kid named Joe, and he lived seriously like six houses away from me, six or seven houses away. Sunday, every Sunday, 
You could just hear that drum set, dude. The whole yeah. neighborhood could hear the drum set. My parents would roll their eyes and be like, wow, sucks to be his dad. Roger, I mean, seriously, if you raise a drummer, yeah, it kind of sucks. It does. <laughs> oh, loud. dude, anytime someone tells me, like, oh, my son's a drummer, and oh. I'm just like, bless, bless, bless your, heart, your heart and bless any parent. <laughs> That's funny, too. Uh, I wonder if there's any, yeah, there was a uh, my buddy Craig, shout out to him, down the street. He was the one that kind of mentored me through drumming. But I was already into music, obviously growing up in a music family. But this guy was like maybe 28 when he moved in, and I was like 10, 11. But he yeah. had a drum set, and he was in a band and all this stuff. And uh, for some reason, out of everybody, all the little runts that would come around, hey, I want to play drums. He showed me how to play drums. And he- Wait, but so before you're, you, you're a 10 or 11 and you see someone play drums, that is the age when you're like, oh, wow, that's a cool guy doing something. I want to do that shit. But weren't you, hadn't you already been exposed to musical instruments at a younger age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I grew up, well, I don't want to say music family. My mom didn't play music or anything like that. And her side, there's nobody music-wise that I know of. But on my dad's side, there's a lot of musicians, and my dad was heavily into music. So I was already playing guitar at, like, five, six, which is, like, when I see my nephew, who's 10, not even pick up guitar, it's like, I don't don't understand that. Because he has a guitar. It's sitting right there. Why don't you play it? Like, when I was a kid, that's all I played was guitar. So it doesn't doesn't make sense, which is funny because I don't play guitar now, really. You but do though. No, I mean, don't I sell play, yourself I, short. You, you, you know, and you're you're a, a, a talented. We all we all play a little bit of everything as musicians. Right, I mean, right. Zach's a drummer. I'm a bass player. Phil's a guitarist. But Ryan uh, but, plays a mean piano. Do we all? You know what I mean? We can rotate, and each of us can play a little guitar, play a little bass, play a little drums. Right. But that's what I was wondering because I mean, might as well talk about music since yeah. there's nothing else to talk about. But um, music. My my mom gave me a piano lesson when I was like five years old, and you know all I remember was some dude, '80s out dude playing "Shout" by um, Tears for Fears okay. on oh, his wow. keyboard, Jeez. and I, and it didn't really click. It, it I took. I would imagine. <laughs> I, th- I wasn't. You know, I had to be like 12 years old before I, I went to summer camp, and that's when I learned how to play guitar. Because mm-hmm. after piano, I played a lot of clarinet and saxophone. Not that, like playing instrument when you're a kid because you're kind of like your mom wants you to do it or something like that. It's, right. It doesn't really grab you. So the the thing that Aiden, like not wanting to play guitar, he's kind of spoiled because he just, he has it right at his fingertips. He has I think any that's what guitar. it is too. Well, he, yeah. he could play anything he wants. Like he could play any drum set. He has it all accessible if he wants it. It's, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. But once I, once I started playing guitar when I was 12, it was like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, right. and Green Day and Chili Peppers. It was yeah, like. Yeah. And I remember playing, and I was still playing guitar around that, you know, when I was like 12 or whatever and still playing the same tunes you were still playing. But go back to this drummer. Did you have a chance Uh, to play on his kit? Yeah, so the same thing was happening, right? And Phil has a similar story too with a neighbor, but um, I could hear the thump and he was all the way at the end of the corner and I could hear the thump of the drums. Yeah. And um, I went over there and I'd kind of just lurk around his house and we got to talking one day. He had a Corvette. There was always chicks coming over and uh, it turned out he was from Chicago. So he was just like, you know, living the California life now, you know, Love he was it. 40 degree. My, one of my biggest memories of him was him in like, you know, it was pretty much the night late ni- or early nineties. So he, people, guys were still wearing short shorts. Yeah, yeah. So he, it was like literally October and it was like 45 degrees out and he's in shorts washing his uh, Corvette <laughs> bl- blasting music. Right. <laughs> and uh, drying his shit off. And I'm like, man, you know, I'll come over my BMF. I'm like, Hey dude, you look crazy, man. He's like, Bro, I just moved from Chicago. Yeah. You know, like, it's literally, like, four degrees where I'm from. This is nothing. I think it was, like, his second or third year in California. So he was just like, nope, no problem. Anywho, he had a big old drum set set up. 
I, I can tell you everything to the T, what he had on there, if you wanted me to, the whole nine. But uh, again, a bunch of kids would come around. For some reason, he saw my bug. He knew I played guitar, maybe. Yep. Um, I told him I was already playing drums. I had a little piece of shit drum set that it, I stole from a neighbor. It yeah. was like this kid set, but I like morphed it because I like would find parts and my dad would bring stuff home. But um, that guy was just like, let's do it. And he actually, at one point, made like taught me drums. Like, this is how you're going to play drums. And I, uh, there was, I remember having one hand behind my back playing beats and stuff like you that. You didn't so. keep you didn't keep any of this dude's information. No way. Yeah, we still chat now and again. Oh, do you really? He oh, uh, so fast forward. Learn something new. So and I I could talk all day about him. So uh, fast forward real quick. Um, when we had a we had um a meeting with Eddie Money's manager, um that me and Phil had lined up and he represented us. I hadn't talked to him in a long time, but I was telling him like, hey, this is what's up. So he actually walked in and was just like kind of our earpiece. But it was more like, hey, we're bringing representation to Eddie Money's people. So yeah. we, we didn't seem like little kids when they, you know, when we came in there. Oh, you guys were doing from the heat. They only had one ticket to Paradise. That was <laughs> for Eddie, not for Rest y'all. Peace. Yeah. yeah, no shit. So anywho, and then um, he drove us all to the Slim Show for Ray Frankly. He was the when I found out later on, we hadn't talked in a while, and he was driving for uh, Royal Coach. I remember we were doing the party buses. So he drove all of our fans up to San Francisco. We requested him. And they gave him, and he had no idea. We were just like, surprise, Booty Woo, this is Zach's, you know, band's party bus. And we gave him a ticket to Slim's. And That's he amazing. saw me, and he hadn't seen me rock out since I was a kid. And so basically. You know how gratifying that was for him. It had to be because he's actually, like, I was his, like, protege. Yeah. Like, that's the guy, like, your bass player teacher, like, that's who taught me how to play drums. Yeah. Like, my style is very very like relative to his yep, yep because of that now there's things I, I it's completely different now but there are things that i still do because of what he showed me yeah i attribute that to the golf swing like things that i learned same, in the very thing, beginning right? yeah and then you go your, play with your style so-and-so yeah and, and you like, learn wow. so many different ways to do the same thing there's right. so many different ways to play an instrument um like you know and it's true, man. Like that, you needed to have that dude who had the kit and let you yeah. play that kit. So, and then with all that, he, um, I started kind of roadieing for him. Yeah. Right. He was in a cover band, and um, I came to a lot of practices. Again, I was the only kid in the neighborhood really doing that. Um, I would ended up babysitting his kids. I was being invited to parties at his house when I was like eleven, <laughs> right? And my parents were like, "It's cool, you know. It's Craig, you know. Go for it." And um, I walked home after drinking, like, a bunch of wine coolers and shit when I was, like, 11 <laughs> in a tie-dye shirt. And it was all chill, man, you know? Um, Blessed life we but had. kind of to what you're saying, too, you know, like, going back to the Slims thing, it's like, man, that is kind of crazy because, yeah, if I never met him, I probably wouldn't have uh, elevated my drumming. Yeah. Right? Someone actually definitely – my dad wasn't going to be like, here you go. Here's a drum set. Once my dad couldn't, like, contain it. Yep. that I was actually going to do it and then I was doing it without him with or without my parents help like then it was a big issue. I'm sure it like we were joking but it's true every every parent's going to roll their eyes when they know their child is into drums. Right. It's, it's like that or violin or right. like you know boxing or football where they're going to put themselves it's like really yeah. you, you got to pick something that's loud and expensive and it's like Right. Uh, there's there's a bad stigma with with that because you know I mean playing music is as as great as it is everybody loves you know the idea of a musician but the idea of of devoting a lot of your life to a band to a group of guys to you know sit in a garage and write songs and 
you know, yeah. drink and smoke and be derelicts to society basically while you're, you know, it's, that's a conversation. In itself that's a conversation. Right itself, but music is, you know, going back, lightening it up a little, you know, who my first drum set was, was Steve Turner, dude. Shout out to Turnos. Right. Turnos. So you were, the, you were the buddy or neighbor that was like, I was, play your kid. Yeah, I remember it was 4th of July being 10 years old, and, and he's playing drums on his legs. And I told him, like, uh, do you, like, play drums or something? He's like, bro, I have a drum set. He's, you know, like 14. I'm, you know, 11, 12, 13. And then, uh, you know, that that's when the music thing started. But, but for, well, for me, there you go. A, that's kind of like if you never met Turnos and knew he was a drummer, then yeah, kind of, I mean... It was that it was in the 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 summer of seventh grade when I when I got a guitar lesson at summer camp. I had nothing to do at this summer camp, and this dude had a bass guitar, an acoustic guitar, and an electric guitar. And I was like, "Wow, this guy's cool. He has guitars." And he taught me how to play uh, "Everything About You" by Ugly Kid Joe. That was oh, okay, my first yeah. song that I ever learned. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, 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 first song. And then "Come As You Are" was the second song. And then it was all about Nirvana. This is you know 1993. Right. Was it? Nirvana was just was it easiest songs to learn were Nirvana songs and I'll never forget uh, I come to school in eighth grade and uh, Steve Shishka and Eber Huang we've shouted them out before that they were already ready to go Steve was playing guitar and Eber's on the drum set and they're just like all right man you want to join this band and I was like yeah I do I could play guitar Steve's like nah I play guitar you you play bass yeah. I really was like what the what's a bass like what do i do and i look at it it's got four strings it's a little different because i'd never really played it before i'm like okay same concept applies he's like yeah if you could play come as you are on guitar you could play it on bass so i i just start start playing and it's just boom it's easy it's just guitar but with four strings i didn't yeah. know that i was going to get stuck being a bass player for the rest of my life at that moment but that's what happened you got pretty good too, my friend. Yeah, let, pretty you know, damn good. You're better than most. I you gotta take care of better your craft. Better than most. Better than most. Um, Thank you, sir. So are you. We we like to play. We do. I'm I'm glad Ding. we're gonna play tonight. Um, and and so in colliding those two stories too, man. If we if we both hadn't met somebody that had a kit, technically, yeah. yeah. If you want to break it down like that, then yeah. If you didn't hear that guy down the street, that's how I, this whole started. I was yeah. talking about the guy down the street hearing drums. It's true. If you don't hear that as a kid, that's kind of funny too, because Phil, uh, his story starts with a drummer, and yeah. he was like, "There's this guy across the street, and um, he had a drum set." Yeah, and uh, we'll get him on to tell that story again. He should be on right now. Everything you do in it's life, BS. it always starts with some inspirational moment that happens in your youth, and you don't even—it doesn't even have to be a youth. With golf, I was twenty. You were twenty. We were twenty. Right. That's not. That's not a kid. That's like yeah. you've lived. That's half of our lives to this point without right now it. without ever doing something. And see, and and that's that's crazy too because I I have those pictures of me. Well, I don't have them, but there's pictures of me as a kid and diapers on top of a guitar. Mm -hmm. On top of my dad's guitar, um, a lot of my memories are all music related from the age of five. Yep. To, I think I fizzled out. Uh, I was in a band through high school a little bit. I think high school, I took a fat break from all that stuff after the high school band kind of plummeted. Yeah. And I got you know I did my law thing, got troubled law, did the drug thing, got all fucked up, and I got brought back to music eventually. Yeah. But um. But yeah, the, the, uh, man, it, it, it's... I'll never forget the day I'm at the Garrett. Because the way that we met, too, we, we, we got together. They knew that I had played in a band through high school. I knew that yeah. Zach played drums. And I knew that he had a friend named Phil who played guitar. Yada, yada, we meet up at Phil's house. 
We actually jammed, what, three or four times? Yeah, me and Phil were living together at another buddy's house. We wrote a song. Um, it was different than how it ended up being, but we did write that song. That was, yeah. uh, it's a, fuck, I don't remember which one espionage. it is, but it came, it, ca- it came out different. We wrote it differently. And then I, you know, what happened is, is I disappeared, man. I, I, I ran away. <laughs> I, I was just broken up out of this band for four years. I was like, you know, I was still hurt, man. I was still emotionally scarred from being in a band. <laughs> it was seriously it like it, yeah. it's a relationship and it, it scarred me. So I was kind of over it. And I, I bailed on him, dude. I just disappeared. And I, I think they were kind of like, I, I think this guy's out. I think they maybe messed around with a couple other bass player options. But yeah, never... we, did, we did. We took some invites too, man. We, we probably went through like three or four bass players, but they were tryouts. They weren't even like, they maybe each bass player lasted maybe two weeks to a month. Wow. Yeah. How long was that? About Between. I, I want to say just a year. With, with saying that, I want to say six months to a year. Six months to a year. And then I see. Because we'd have Buddy, like Robles stuck it out just so we could play. Yeah. But he wasn't, he didn't want to do shows with us or anything like that. And like, Zach and Phil were dead set. And they we were had, writing. Dude, we they were writing, writing yeah. music and like creating it. The band was already chosen. Re- Relapse, the name was already chosen. It was going yeah. to happen in one way or another. And uh, I think I just, I did my thing. I was just skateboarding and, and you know, working and, and just kind of not playing music i enjoyed it i after five years of being in a band all throughout high school and giving my heart and soul into uh inertia which is our our, our early band uh shout out to uh, eric victorino and colin harris and and steve turner uh but yeah man it was it was rough and then i see big buddy david watson mm. shout out to watson fellow golfer fellow friend. fellow golfer fellow delmar don fellow uh just mm. bay area just you know the watsons man the buddies big buddy little buddy I see him at the Garrett Pizzeria, and he just goes, Hey, yo, Westfall, Phil and Zach want to do the band. They want to get it together. And I just, like, I welled up with, like, excitement. And, like, it just occurred to me that that's exactly what I needed at that moment in my life. And I was like, let's start it tomorrow. I I will call call him. Tell them I'm down. I'm in the band. We're going to get rolling. And what are we, like, 17 years later? Yeah, almost. Yeah, almost twenty. Closer to twenty. Closer to it's twenty. It's funny years. too because even those earlier sessions, like when you when you first came out, I don't think you didn't know that they were like, maybe even us didn't even know they were like little tryouts. But bef- before the Watson thing, we knew each other, so I was trying to get you to come over and play because I we had jammed at some point in our lives. So I knew we both knew of each other, so I knew you were a hot bass player. But then. Like we had to like trick you, like I, I like I was I was selling you weed, obviously, right? Because that's what I was doing then, and you came over. So that's like how like rehearsals began because you came over two or three times to get some nugs, to get some nugs and smoke some nugs, and then the setup was too is I had a drum set in my room, and then a bass rig right at my door with a speaker on top of it. But Phil's room was right next door, so Phil was literally just sitting in his room with an amplifier head. And a cabinet facing into the other room. And it was loud as shit. Like, we cranked this stuff. And Ryan literally just sat on my bed. Uh, and I just, I don't know, I could see everybody. But anywho, that's how that started. First time I saw Phil, I knew that he was the guy to be in a band with. <laughs> literally, like, um, as far as appearance alone, Phil currently has really long hair and a really long beard. He definitely didn't have the beard back then, yeah. but he still looked like Jesus Christ forthcoming. He now was, he looks like Jerry Garcia, and if not, now he looks more like ZZ Top. Just looking like John Lennon in a, in a Led Zeppelin t-shirt. That, that's when I first met Phil, and I looked at him and went, this guy's going to be the guitarist in my band. Like, 
Yes. Yes. Even after yeah. the the long break, I, I just I knew something was was good with us. Yeah. So and, and with that said too, so yeah, uh, after that, it didn't last very long. Um, we wrote a tune, so we knew he was like kind of definitely interested because he came over multiple times after that and was like, yeah, I'm kind of down. How long do you think it took us to Vanished. write? How long do you think it took after I came back? Pro, pro, the prodigal fucking crust returns. So there was like two or three. Hey, you want to you want to do something? Yes. There was like two big. Cool. We wrote a song. Okay. After we wrote and really flattened out espionage, yeah. and it was a song. How long do you think it took us to write an additional nether next new five songs? So you disappeared. No, that I'm was, saying after I disappeared. Right. So okay. So let me finish here. So you disappeared, and then you came back. There was a minor like. You weren't too sure if, if you were 100% into it. I remember that. And then, because we wrote two songs after that. That's what I remember. Because we wrote, um, we had Espionage, and we wrote Training Wheels. Because yeah. it wrote itself. I remember being like, cool, this is fire. And then we had three songs. Something happened. Oh, something happened. We came back. We wrote like a Pin shit up. ton of songs. Yeah. Right? Because then we moved into Denard's spot. We started writing like pinup and stuff. Yeah, that was way later. Pinup came later, actually. Yeah, pinup was later, but um, because that's when Shishka came in, and Shishka joined the band for a little bit. Yeah, if you're listening to the show and you don't know who Steve Shishka is, um, he's he's a he's a prodigy. That's all I could say. He's <laughs> the best musician ever that I've ever known. So, to, so to answer your question, how long? I would say probably about two three months. After, three months. Yeah, we Me had too. a uh, two or three months. We had a solid repertoire. Yeah. You know, uh, within six months, we probably had like an album's worth of material, but we were um, just writing yeah. and rehearsing. And then uh, we, we played our first show at played a bunch of first shows. Gaslighter. Yes, our first legit show was was Gaslighter. I think we had done like it was a, a skate party. Yeah, we did a house party. Uh, we we, had our, uh, we did a skate premiere. Yeah, we did a house party skate premiere. So we've been getting around. Yeah, I don't know. After that, it's I think I think it, it, the the first one was Gaslighter. And you remember the old Gaslighter in Campbell? It's still there. It's just not the, the theater that it, it was. Giant for. arcade now. Yeah, I heard that. It's a giant arcade. It's amazing. It looks fun. All right. I just haven't. All right. I have to go check out the gar, the level up gaslighter arcade. Level up? I, yeah, level up. I saw it. it was just, I was there. Yeah. I was like, what? This is a trip. But it brings back so much memories because so many memories. That was the first place inertia had a show was at the gaslighter too. Okay. I mean, that, that was kind of like it's the christening for a Campbell band local. Yeah, a lot of local bands around yeah. here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, so. With all that said, yeah. At some point, and bringing it back into golf for just at least a little bit, at some point there, we all realized we golfed, which kind of helped. Um, I think bring it all together because yeah. you knew I golfed. Phil hadn't Phil golfed, but he wasn't golfing. And then like me and you were like, yeah, we golf. So that was cool. So we started broing down. He started coming around more. Yep. Um, we started playing all the time. And then we were, because we were, remember you were still, you were back because we, everything picked up after Chris Padilla went to Florida. because And I moved he, into the house. Yeah, he was the singer and then he left and then we had to like write as a three piece. So anyway. Uh, yeah, the it, three of us live in the same, we're, we're a yeah. new band. We're, Before we even lived together, we were golfing together. We were golfing together. But I mean, just the dynamics and, and really, I guess it this is us. Sense. <laughs> this is us like, it's kind of counting our blessings and also floating our own boats per, per se. But yeah. we're extremely lucky because we're boys because I mean, the three of us can all do a pop shove it 
hit a nine iron 130 yards mm. and write a song in the same day and we could do that and yeah, it was just true. like there's too many things Very that we, we were just all on the same page like we're of the same cloth and we came together and do we get on each other's nerves daily do we piss each other off that happens when you you you, you stick around people for 20 years you know what i mean but because we have things like golf and skateboarding a lot that enabled us to be in this musical group and be able to kind of balance the the flow of energy like because that is true we could we we've golfed without each other and we've golfed together right and we've skateboarded and we've done we we played music with other groups phil plays music and, and moonlights with other bands so do you i used to do it back in the day with a couple other bands and like we've all dabbled and kind of spread our, our our activities and our skills to to but yeah. we've stayed together throughout that whole time with a really really solid friendship and base and it's important to have other outlets if it was just music and you were all about football and i was all about skateboarding and phil was all about painting yeah. it'd be harder but we have so that many other true. common ground things that we it enables us to stick together for long hauls yeah that is true so we're lucky and do a um, fucking podcast on top of that. I know, right? As if we didn't see each other enough. Jesus, seriously. That is true. And well, it's kind of sickening, too, because I was just thinking in my head. It's like, yeah, sometimes, like, music-wise, and luckily, I won't get into the band details, but luckily, we living together and stuff, we separated all that shit. But the, um, what I'm getting at is there's some times where you're like, I might be like, you know, I fucking see these assholes too much, whatever the, yeah. whatever the fuck. And let's just say, me and Ryan go golfing without Phil, he's probably like, Fuck those guys, but I wanted to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like You guys have a jam versa. session and I don't even know about it. And I'm like, wait, you guys jammed? Right. And you're, and you're like, Well, could you have made it? And I'm like, No, I couldn't. No, see. but but I I'm still like, there. but I wanted to fucking be there. <laughs> so same thing, even with golf, right? Like, fuck Ryan. I've been golfing with him for like three weeks in a row. Oh, you went golfing with so and so? Oh man. I see how it is. You should have called me, dude. I see how it like, is. I would have gone. Um But and that's just uh, us literally, I think I mean, we're just trying to make it golf relative because we really spewed off into the music. But I think it's all relative with the times right now, considering I'll tell you what makes it golf relative. We- to back up what you said, you're right, man. Let's just say we didn't have golf. I don't think we would have been able to kind of keep the music thing going maybe as long. And that That's may deep. be a ridiculous That's thing truth, to though. say, but That's there may truth. be a lot of truth in it. No, there is. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, okay, look, right away on paper the longevity of it is no band should be together if you live together and then golf together tour together hang out together yeah right like to let you inside a little bit there was a point when we the earlier stages when we were younger and drunker and all that shit like rehearsals you guys got to understand our rehearsal room was our living room there was no tv the tv was in the patio out in the backyard we had people at our house all the time it was just cables, Marshall stacks, amplifiers, PAs, and we would literally get into arguments about songs or whatever oh, the fuck, yeah. and maybe some rental issue, or maybe, I mean, I think these two assholes worked together at one point while this is going on, so we literally had to be like, as soon as we walk out of this room, we're going to end up in the next room to, with each other. Yeah. We got We can't bring it into the room and be like, so anyway, I want to tell you my point that I was trying to make that you were ignoring while we were arguing, you know what I mean? Like no, you can't, it's safe to say you can't we, bring that back up. We've right? treated this like a, like a successful, a successful marriage should be yeah. handled, you know, as far as squash and beef. 
don't sleep with it. Don't take it home with you. That's not to say we haven't held grudges. That's not to say we haven't injured each other wrestling, um, intoxicated at 2 a.m. All we've done all of that shit, you know, and it's all happened. Uh, But, you know, that's like that's a part of that's a part of life. So, again, yeah, uh, the look, we us being in the game so long, we we've seen bands come and go. Yeah, we've seen bands that fought and it was cool and it was funny. They had the Gallagher thing going. And then it, it then it's over, and then they join another band. And so re- you just see this repetition and repetition and repetition of the same, same that's more ludicrous, normal. right? That's right, that's normal. more normal, right? Um, not even some of your greatest bands even have the same same original lineup, you know. Even though they've been together for thirty something years, but I don't know. Music Again, is powerful, I'll, though, dude, and, and that's why we. That's why I said earlier we got to count our blessings. I'm just they can be yeah, totally. grateful that we had all these things totally. that that enable us to stay. Uh, doing this well but. so to finish my uh, initial point so you know on paper again everything shouldn't be right but then like you said golf kind of brought us together and i think with us being able to separate arguments and this and that and be a band together and write as three strong-headed cocky motherfuckers at that time too selfish assholes selfish assholes that all live together and be able to go golf and the funny thing is too we took golf serious too so there's like that whole mental aspect of like golf and being a gentleman and being courteous and that whole stuff too, right? Like, not that we're the, the best of that, but anyway, we know just, how we know how to be when we need to, right? And it's just solidified in your point with golf kind of bonding it together because at the end of the day, our release was going golfing together, right? Our release of working together, writing together, playing music together, all that shit. We'd go golf together to put all that shit aside. So you are 100% right, my friend. It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, thank, thank, God. You know what sucks, bro? Let's, let's get back on it. Let's shift a little bit. Thanks for uh, humoring us and allowing us to divulge our we musical love music. backgrounds. We do love music. If you love music, holler, chime in, and let's talk about music. Well, I think that's a, 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 a precursor for what's to come with everything going on. The news in the, news in the PGA is kind of slowing down. Sports is slowing down. Um, you know. I was supposed to golf tomorrow. We were talking about it. Um, yeah. Our buddy, our buddy Gilbert happen. that chimed in. I'm sure you heard the whole story if you do, if you listen. Um, but we were supposed to golf. I don't think it's going to happen now. Uh, he mm-hmm. found a course, I think, in Davis. But the thing is, is I don't think that course in Davis is going to be open starting tomorrow. It is open today. If I could have gone out yeah. there, we could have done it. Every course is closing like day to day, like every yeah. day. Uh, Carmel Valley Ranch closed yesterday. Wow. The day before. Yeah. yeah. People were scrambling to get their last rounds in. Harsh, man. I don't know. We'll keep it. We'll keep it chill these next couple weeks. Harsh. Um, I, I think if anything for us, it's it's just good to get out here and get this. I'm really happy that we talked about music instead of coronavirus and golf and yeah. how it how it's polarizing the golf world right now and what trying you- to make it all relative to the standings and stuff like that, which a lot of golf podcasts are doing right now look you know? we're, we're all checking the news we all are curious to know what these little updates are it's the it, it, it's pretty intense to see things happen on an hourly basis where the world is is kind of shifting and i think things are getting under control and doing part to you know a lot of people doing what they need to do following the rules um flattening the curve which you're not doing right now oh shut up shut the <laughs> fuck up i do you want to be the eighth person to lecture me today i'm all about breaking the law <laughs> yeah, yeah at least morley is down with me morley next door he knows what's up we're hopping man. in the car together right yeah. now after this i'm gonna go i'm gonna go on a 40k ride with morley 
Uh, but I know, I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're doing the right thing. But what more do you need to learn about this that you don't already know? I think we're at the point right now where we understand what's going on. And at this point, we're all following the rules. So if, as long as we just keep following the rules, uh, you know, the hysteria is at, an, is at a low because people are doing the right thing. And, and I was at the park yesterday, man, at the high school next to my house. Yeah. And just skating in the hallways, which is great. You can skateboard anywhere right now it's amazing i think i'm going to start going on on tracks around the area and just set up my little camera and make little skate videos just because it, it passes the time that sounds great yeah but this park this it was off the chain there was 250 people at this high school from there was you know a, a, a given 20 people running on the track at any time all the monkey bars were being used it almost got to the point where I'm like, wait a second, this is supposed to be safe for outdoors, and here's yeah. 200 people Gang touching folks. everything. If I want to do a set of pull-ups on the bar right there, 12 other dudes have done it in the last two hours. So I'm like, as great as it is, it, it is kind of already getting out of control. Well, what can we do, dude? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You Sit go in off. your house with a with a you know respirator on? Like, you know, I just... Well, the, the, you know, it's funny, too, because I might need a respirator seeing with all the bingers and cigarettes I've been smoking with all this downtime I've had. And Life's... to be fair, at least I've been mixing the album while this has all been going down. So yeah, it's going to come out it's been, hot. It's been extra. I know, right? Now That's it's just going to be like, well, if we get quarantined for 14 days, yeah. this album's going to be fire. <laughs> Here's the album name. Ray, frankly, quarantined. Oh, oh no, I'm just kidding. Or call. am I? I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, and, and, I mean we'll bring it. Jeez. Look. We're just gonna keep it lighthearted the rest of the way through, I think, until this is, until this is done, and the and there's some bigger news. I mean, look, there's plenty of news to talk about. With Phil Mickelson played the other day and released, hey, I followed the guidelines of the, you know, I I walked, I didn't pick up the flag, I, you know, so get out and golf. You know, he's trying to influence that. There is a golf not around here, but there are golf courses that are at least opening their driving ranges still, so you can go out and at least practice, which uh, I think people need that and whatever it is you do. Do that. Uh, um, running back uh, uh, Gurley, um, Todd Gurley the third has uh, just sent out a tweet, pretty taking his uh, release uh, very well uh, from the L.A. Rams. Damn, I got fired on my day off. Hashtag quarantine and chill. So you know, <laughs> certain people are able to just roll with things that are happening right now. And I like how the headliner, like the headliner quote is seems to be taking the news of his release yes. better than most. <laughs> and we did say I said in the as the, the credits were rolling in the beginning, the credits. As the show was starting off, uh, Sean Payton, uh, NFL coach, tested positive. And now you you're, you got people. I just spoke with a good friend of mine whose cousin tested positive. It's going to happen. Look, like I was saying, man, one in, one out of two people are going to get it, and they're going to deal with it right away when they feel the symptoms. And we're going to be fine as long as we're in the right place and we do the right things. Um, and that yeah. said, I shouldn't be here. Well, I mean, look, golf still crack i mean look, look i could hey. talk about the cactus tour all day oh, and these little mini it. tours that are still going on just one everywhere. person per cart one person per cart if if i play with gilbert tomorrow if the four of us play golf tomorrow bro i'm walking i'll, you I'll tell walk. you right i'll tell you right now i'm walking i'm taking my own personal cart that's what i'm doing hopefully it happens we're gonna try i don't know but i mean oh, man see it's thirty-two we'll, bucks. To we'll walk. get back on track, but again, we'll we'll be we'll still be doing all this type of stuff because I mean, there's still qualifying for the U.S. Open that's coming, so you got to think a lot of these little mini tours and little uh, regionals are still going to go down because the, the Ryder Cup thinks it's going to happen. 
The Ryder Cup and the yeah. Olympics are claiming right Olympics now. Ain't that, happening. Well, I, we all know that, but they're that's not their their stand right now. They're they're just nobody's giving up. So those incidents. I mean, even the Masters is saying it's going to happen. Just we just don't know when. And or the and Harding Park says it's going to happen. We're confident that we could postpone it into a good time this year. I don't know. Fuck it. That's not a quote. Don't quote me on that. I just yeah. Well, I don't know. Let's not panic. Yeah. We'll figure this out. If you're still joining us, which I know you are. We, we see all the listens that yeah. come through. Thank you, everybody, for listening still. Um, we're just going to keep it, again, nice and light. If you're a Grateful Dead fan, sit tight. If you're not, I hope we don't lose you. It's coming. I'm sure there's going to be some talks soon. Yeah. Uh, um, a lot of downtime. A lot of golf-related stuff. You just stuff scared away it. 20 people for I the know. four people you got excited. But... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that conversation uh, will turn into many conversations as you witness today. Yeah. Uh, hey, folks, you know, what can you do? I hope everyone's maybe taking advantage of it a little bit and practicing indoors. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I got a putting green in my backyard that I made. It's not the best, but I made it, me and Phil. We should start playing some tennis, too. That's a good one. D- definitely six feet away from each other. Definitely six feet away. Wow. Unless I rush up on the net and slam that shit in your face. Boy. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's I get out of here, dude. Let's get out. Let's I like it. Out. There's been a, a repetition that I love that right at, right about the end of the show, there's this like nice little uh, digression. Yes. And for some reason, Ryan hears it in my voice it's and just... I hear it in his voice and he just goes, Let's get out of here. It's man. the size of success. It's so man. great, I, dude. I, I it's so great. It. it only happens once in the show. Yeah. It happens at 41 minutes and 30 seconds. It's just natural, <laughs> dude. I think we've acclimated to that. Our clock has adjusted to uh, how we like to deliver this show. Yeah. And, and we're, we're, we're all right, you know? We got it. I feel the timing. Less is more. Greg Papa and John Lund were killing it today, by the way, with their knowledge. Mm-hmm. Those guys are good. Shout out, KMBR. Always. One of you motherfuckers needs to listen to this. Tell us something positive. <laughs> well anyway everybody keep practicing put around there's plenty of games I have a list of things when I was from coaching um, maybe I'll share next week mm-hmm. on what you can do around the house if you do or don't have a putting green mm-hmm. and keep it light uh, keep you from hurting your kids and your wife yeah. I would imagine let's be peaceful out there bro it's yeah. hard you guys may be getting you know crazy with the people you're living around but it's all be nice pick our battles smile think of others be grateful and if you are going to think of yourself just remember head down good vibes corona bye